Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy. We have got an exciting topic today. (laughs) I've never heard you say that before. I know, right? Should we just have like this whole little canned, but how else do we start? And why would we ever subject our listeners to something we didn't think was interesting, really? Exactly. Exactly. But, you know... We do like to tackle topics that are dear to our hearts. So mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about the roles of men and women. Oh, hey, sound effects are your department. Oh, yeah. Well, good job. And not bad. Yeah, not bad. And I think I might even at some point bring up misogyny. Ooh, okay, okay. More sound effects? No. No, nope. you have to try too nope, hard I, I and it did. doesn't I, work. Yeah, too much big of a space and it just doesn't work. Having said that, we do know we have some male listeners. Shout out to the guys who listen to us. Yay! And uh, we want you to know this episode is for you too. We yeah. certainly don't feel like we have the first and last words on this topic, but we are invested. Yeah. We have skin in the game. Yep, exactly. So take it away, Amy. Yep. What are we talking about? Okay, man, take it away. I think right to... <laughs> I love it when I love like, it to you and just leave you hanging. I'm like, like oh god, I have something. No, I think. I mean, I think we can all agree that um, women, right? We're not just talking about women in leadership, women in the yep. church. We're not talking about just that, but women's place in spheres of influence, like particularly in pregnant, cooking supper. That particularly a- within Christian circles. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Not in the kitchen. You weren't talking about... Well, I mean, it could be there, too. It's been complicated. It's been complicated. See, it sounds like I just introduced chaos to the conversation, but the reality is, this is how the conversation goes. It's it's been complicated and and hurtful and confusing and, and, I mean... Often, what the end result is, is that women don't feel free to fully show up who they are, how God's created them to be, and to use their gifts for for God. Yeah. So, in my story, I would say there's been a combination, if we want to sum it up for people listening, like right out of the gate, Mm -hmm. I had to choose to show up, and I needed some men to advocate for me. Mm. So, that's why this is for both guys and girls, men and women to listen to. Yeah. We all have a part in restoration. Because if we go right back to the beginning, Adam was there alone and God said it wasn't good. Yeah. Can we just like blow our own horns here for a minute? And then God creates Eve and it's the first thing in his creation that he says is very good. Yeah. And that God meant us to be better together, not just in marriage, but Mm -hmm. in any working relationship when we have male and female together, working together, we have the full expression of the image of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he said, make male and female in our own image. So there it is, the Trinity, male and female, neither gender. I hate when the whole thing about let's equip and empower women to move into taking more influence in their sphere becomes a man-hating thing. I hate that so much. Mm. It's neither one at the expense of the other. No. No men raised up, no women. The thing that Jesus did was restore this. Yeah. Oh, that's the whole thing he did, right? Creation, there it is. Then there's sin. And it 
messes with gender roles from that day forward. Yeah. And Jesus comes and he sets it to right and he validates Mary sitting at his feet, becoming educated like the other disciples, which was unheard of culturally. And then Paul mm-hmm. draws other women into ministry and he honors them. And it's all part of the gospel. You know, one person I read pointed out that some of Paul's argument around circumcision in Galatians is like women couldn't be circumcised. It always seemed like a bonus to me. Yeah. But that was the mark that you belong to God. Oh, oh. And if women couldn't be, yeah. right? Then what was so the implication there? He was not just getting yeah. rid of circumcision as this is the law and you don't need to keep the law anymore to be marked by mm. God. He's saying women are invited into this too because then he talks about the spirit being poured out on all men and women. Yeah. And he says in Christ there's, there's neither no, male nor yeah. female, slave mm. nor free, Gentile yeah. Jew. So it's like all of us, and, and Paul honors women as fellow apostles, and mm-hmm. he entrusts them with interpreting his letters as they deliver them. Like, the whole New Testament, even though there's a couple of tricky passages that we have continued to scratch our head over, mm-hmm. there's so much that's abundantly clear. Yeah. God has called men and women into the adventure of expressing his kingdom, glory, restored creation. Yep. Yeah. And... You and I are both pastors, preachers, speakers, so mm-hmm. we it's a little obvious to our listeners where we stand on this. Yes. Go figure that God has gifted both men and women with all the gifts of the Spirit. Yep. There's the, none of the gifts of the Spirit yeah. are listed as gender specific. Yeah. And listeners, right now, if all of a sudden there's something in your brain that's like, mm, nope, that's not, that can't be true, something like that, get curious about that. Super curious. Super curious of, huh, what is that rooted in? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times men and women, if they have kind of a visceral reaction to the idea of um, women having all the gifts, you know, we've sat with enough people that it, it... it seems to come down to that, you know, for women, they had an experience where someone told them to sit down and shut up yep. or that they weren't allowed or men. They had a one encounter with a woman who or multiple or multiple in their brokenness went about things in so not poorly. a good way. And, Bossy and domineering. Right. And then that's been taken as yeah. clearly women can't because this one was a complete hag. Yeah. And so we know that the enemy wants to. Oh man, my language today, Amy, I want to say screw with us on this. Am I allowed to say that on this sure. podcast? Delete that phrase. We're not all about that. Don't even worry about no. it. You know, when when Adam and Eve sinned, take it literal in the garden or take it metaphorical. I don't care. It's in scripture. Yep. It's quoted by Jesus yep. for reasons. We In the end, it still to this. got super messed up. <laughs> right? Things got messed up. And when God is yet speaking to Adam and Eve and the serpent after they're busted, he declares... Um, there will be hostility between the serpent and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. Like from the very, the, the first thing that happens as a result of sin is that the enemy, like Satan goes after the woman. Mm-hmm. And and God is like, in sin and brokenness, there's going to be hostility against the woman. Mm-hmm. I think that's like hugely important to recognize. Yeah. And to me, here we go. Maybe people will write to us about this. <laughs> this is to me the um, seminal moment of, misogyny Mm. unleashed on the earth is hatred towards women Mm. the enemy hates women because of the glory god bestowed on her Mm -hmm. 
His strategy is to divide men and women and see them as the enemy from each other rather than co-laborers in Christ. Hence the phrase opposite sex, setting us up as opposite as opposed to different. As opposed to different and complementary. Let's get that word all confused in there. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true when I think about this. I do want our listeners to just like kind of do this little pause and hmm on misogyny. Hmm. Basically, it's rooted in a Greek word that means hatred of women. You'll hear it in the media when there's like a shooting, mass shooting of women. A few of those have happened. But it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. Whenever there's like anything less than the honor and cherishing that God designed for us to have mutually Mm -hmm. as men and women for each other, respecting and honoring each other. If you have anything less than that towards yourself as a woman, have you experienced that? Of course you have. If you've been on the earth a day and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Any men who are like, yeah, I do have this like general disregard for women in this way, mm-hmm. which can be expressed as just like stereotypes and rude jokes. Yeah. Like there's a spectrum in all of this. You don't yeah. have to go and shoot women to no. be experiencing or yeah. partnering with or, misogyny. Yeah. Distrust of women and their motives. Right. So all these are really, really, we're like touching on massively big things and we're sort of skimming them over them in a short-ish <laughs> yeah. podcast. But for me to narrow it down and go, wait a minute, is this about misogyny? Mm. Well, I know what Jesus did with misogyny. He took it to the cross. Yeah. yeah that passage that says he, he nailed it to the cross and he made a show of it openly that he had defeated it. Well, that's everything that came with the fall. Mm. And mm-hmm. misogyny came with the fall. Yeah. So A, I don't identify myself as someone oppressed. Yeah. Because, I, because of the cross. Yeah. Because when women show up in their calling and gifting with a chip on their shoulder... They're actually increasing the problem. Yep. And we don't get to be victims in this. We're not. No. A, because Jesus took it to the cross. Mm-hmm. And B, when we partner with that pain, which is real, we still show up counterproductive to the redemption story. Yeah. And the thing about misogyny is that it's not just, you know, men doing hatred towards women, right? It's like, I can be misogynistic Self-hatred. towards myself or to other women. And that happens in a shocking, I didn't know it would happen, but it has happened. (laughs) Right? And I think, I wonder, I don't think, I wonder, it's a curiosity thing. Like the the competition and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the cat fighting is Mm -hmm. that said, right? How much of that is actually connected to misogyny and some of the idea that there's like, oh, the scarcity of space for women. That yeah. we have to fight for. I can't champion you because if I champion you and you get the one spot that women get to, like, then I don't get it. Yeah. So it's me against you. Yeah. You and I have fought so hard for, like, the opposite yeah. of that, making space for each other, which is a good way to walk in freedom from this. Yeah. Like, under your feet, man. Yeah. So, not everyone who's listening is going to see themselves as even wanting to be a preacher, teacher, upfront yeah. person. So, I'm happy for you in the sense that you don't. You don't have to fight through some of the obvious battles. Yeah. However, I want everyone to know that they have a place of influence. Mm-hmm. Male and female. I'm going to get to the guy part here. But male and female, we all have a place of influence. I have a friend who I, mean, I love. Jake, if you're listening, shout out. Um, she shows up powerfully mm. in a role as an admin assistant. 
If anybody ever said to me, she's just an admin, I'd punch him in the nose. Oh, wait, <laughs> no. I definitely can't do that. I would just have would, an urge. You know what? <laughs> Knowing you, you would probably, if she, especially if she was there, you'd say something like, no, she's not just. She comes with authority she and does. she comes with power and God has gifted her. You would like, oh, I totally be would. like, no. <laughs> so it will be a smackdown. But it'll it will be a smackdown like, oh. while you're affirming. <laughs> have you ever seen me do that? I have. <laughs> okay. In a really gracious, beautiful way. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but we can't. We cannot see. This is the kind of stuff we can't let go of. Not from a place of bitterness, but a place of. This is where all of us have a place to raise one another up. You know, mm. she is. I mean, it, first of all, it's an identity issue. Who do you know? Who you are? How has God wired you? Gifted you? Created you? Called you? You need to own that. And get free of all the lies of insignificance and shame and fear and, you know, Mm -hmm. the stuff we talk about on our podcast. But then she shows up in her role and she speaks like, just you said, wisdom and authority. She's completely owning that. Mm. She does not want my job. Yeah. (laughs) So we're not talking about necessarily up front, though there's a lot of conflict around that. Mm. We're talking Mm -hmm. about that and. And for men. Yeah. What do we say to the guys who are in the position to raise women yeah. up and validate and affirm their gift and calling? Yep. I think first thing is just is just be aware of your reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a situation where I brought up um, two other, a couple of other men just, hey, I, I'm not sure if this other person is is comfortable with me as, as a um, woman pastor. When we were talking about it, he just had a reaction that made me wonder. Mm-hmm. And the other person was like, whoa, aren't you sensitive about that? And I said, no, actually, I'm not. I'm not, actually. You're actually not, of all the people that are not. I'm right, and it was. It was like, no, I'm actually not. But I've been around enough people that I know when they're comfortable and when they're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so I think what men can do is if women bring concerns to them or are talking about it, Mm. listen. Mm -hmm. They're coming from years of experience of being with people that they, a lot of times, women can recognize if they're being shut down, told to be quiet. So men, just just listen and be like, oh man, that's your experience? Oh, I've never experienced that. I Get wouldn't curious. have thought that. Mm-hmm. Right? Get curious is a really good thing instead of saying, let me tell you you're, you're imagining it. And so sensitive. And so sensitive. Mm-hmm. So anytime we have a defensive reaction, male or female, it's a good time to be curious. Exactly. Another one is that I have found at any time as a man, if you feel threatened by the presence of women in the leadership team, I mean, I had a guy, I thought it was pretty brave of him to say it, but it really was said in a frustrated way. He's like, it's just so intimidating sometimes the way you're just so articulate. And it's like, you're a step and a half ahead of me all the time in the thinking process, whatever. I don't think it was gender specific, but he attributed it to me as he's experienced women this way. Mm. And I was just like, well... And in my head, I'm like, maybe you just don't think fast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're a slow processor. It's okay. But that's, again, like a defense mechanism to make yeah. you curious about your own understanding of your identity mm-hmm. in Christ, male or female. How has God wired you? Yeah. And how has he gifted the person who you feel threatened by? Yeah. Because even if the other person's being a jerk, maybe they are. If you feel threatened by them, you still need to see the gift and the glory in them beyond the jerk. Mm-hmm. Right? We're all going to always be on teams of people that are in a story that's on a trajectory from brokenness to restoration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pick up your sword and fight, mm-hmm. not each other. Yeah, exactly. Fight for freedom. 
fight for the wholeness that God designed when he Mm -hmm. created male and female, guys recognize that women are facing a battle you are not. Mm -hmm. And it isn't because men are so terrible. I don't think that at all. I have such amazing men in my life. And some other ones, you know. I'm not just saying like, oh, lucky Michelle is surrounded by these men who are championing her. If that was my story. No, no. They're there. Ask God Mm -hmm. to bring them to you. You intentionally partner with people. You ask them to help you. Yeah. Women, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, something else that might strike some women is I've... I've never felt, I, I, I'm, I haven't had a lot of wounding in this area. I haven't felt, um, you know, any of those kind of struggles of like, oh, I need to sit down and shut up or anything like that. Yeah. But what's interesting is that I've really been paying attention to as the topic of like, man, we need women, like the characteristics women bring, like needs to be included. And all that stuff is really good, but I recognize where the enemy comes in is like, okay, the women characteristics, you know, of nurture and compassion and empathy, we need those, we need those. And then me being like, wait a minute, I'm a woman, but those, but I don't, that's not how I show up. A lot of my characteristics, you know, would be potentially, if we're thinking about stereotypical things, would tend to be more masculine characteristics, right? And it's just like, the enemy will pick anything. He'll figure out anything. But it was like, as we're creating space for women and being like, we need these in a really good champion way. For me, it's been like, okay, but do I still have a place because I don't show up as the woman that people are saying we need? And it's so, this is such a good illustration of how what a jerk the right? enemy is. Because the rest of the women are going, well, Amy can make it there, but I can't. Yeah. Because I'm actually not like Amy. Yep. I show up quite differently. So she's going to survive there. They're going to respect yeah. her, like, but they're not going to respect me. Is that so? I mean, right there. So everywhere yep. it becomes an identity assault. Yep. Oh, wait, what? There's, there's animosity, or as the King James says, there's enmity between the enemy and the woman. There's just assault yep. in general. So instead of seeing people as the problem assaulting you, it's really a good idea to see it as the strategy okay. of the enemy. And apply that thing to every sort of anything. <laughs> Any sort of disagreement. It's not Conflict. against people. Yeah. That's just a good reminder for myself. It's not people. Yeah. And... Okay, where was I going to go with that? Sorry, I jumped in because I was like, this is a universal thing. It is a universal thing. Powers and principalities. Okay, and so on the flip side of that scenario you just described around yourself, I um, have had exposure to women who have, I'm trying to be like careful how I word this, who have used typically feminine characteristics to get the affirmation they want they make men feel better when they show up in a subservient role, doing the support thing as a way to gain access, not they're genuinely showing up in their gifts. Does that so, make sense? Yeah. So let me see if I understand you. That sometimes us as women, we've shown up in ways of control and manipulation to get what we want as opposed to showing up Sure. with gifts. Is that what you're meaning? I absolutely okay. am. Yeah. And I think we wouldn't necessarily recognize it because mm. it works for us to show up gentle, subservient, kind. I would even say pandering egos to get where you want to go. That is not God's strategy for no. you. No. 
And so you're the only way to get past that is say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Help me to pay attention. Because we learn those things mm. when we are very little girls. Yeah. Before we have thoughts or words, we just understand that when we do X, Y, and Z, people like us and make space for us. Mm-hmm. I did a personality test thing. You know, the gift, spiritual gift test is the one that's called the grip. Um, uh, don't remember the guy's name. And it says, how do you show up on a team? It kind of breaks down your gifts, how you work in a team, what you need in a team. And mine came up as whatever it came up as. And what one of the options was let's go. And I was like, I know I'm a let's go person. Mm. I know that I am. I just want to press forward. The exhorter, encourager in me that's fiercely like contending for things. I know let's go is higher than the things that showed up at the top. And I was like, what is that all about? And I had to think about it for a long time. And I just was like, I am unsettled with this test result and I don't know why. And I recognized, I learned that if I show up alongside, people make space for me. But if I show up to let's go, people are threatened, intimidated, Uh. and bothered. So I learned to tone down my let's go to let me help you so it would be more palatable for people that were threatened by my let's go. Seriously. And man, that was like an uncomfortable realization. And then I have a friend whose name, he'll never listen to this podcast probably. How good of a friend can he be? But Clint calls me. I'm going to send this to him and say we reference him. <laughs> he said to me, it's an integrity issue if you don't show up authentically. Oh, let's go. And I'm like, ah, crap. So oh, we're that's, sharing yeah. our journey here with you guys. Like that, that I didn't like the test results on mine either because I am a let's go person in yes, a lot of ways. And that was the one that it's like, you need to have a let's go person with you. And I'm like, <laughs> like too many go, let's go. Too ma- then That's so fascinating. Yeah. And as I, and I've always just been like, ah, whatever. I don't like Stupid the grit test. part anyways. But as you're talking about it, I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. what if it is? Because one of my tracks in my head is like, you are too direct. You're too aggressive and too blunt. Tone it down. And it's not that there isn't wisdom. Oh yeah. In you learning gotta. how to approach people. There is. Yeah. You show up like. You know, bulldozer. You're gonna Nobody break some things along the way. Yeah. So we're not saying don't have wisdom. Yeah. But for sure, invite mm. the Holy Spirit to help you learn how to show up in the most beautiful way He created you, authentically yourself, as He created you to be. So all the fruit of the Spirit stuff has to happen, and all that refining stuff has to happen. Mm. I need to bite my tongue sometimes. Being a let's go person does not give me permission to be a jerk. It's true. And I need to also bite my tongue sometimes because being direct doesn't mean I get to treat people like crap. It's true. And say things with disregard for their feelings. Yeah. I can show up as fully me and tailor my message in a way that gets across what my ultimate purpose is. Yeah. Which is the point of communication. Yep. It's not to be proven right. No. Yeah, (laughs) authentic (laughs) hesitation. We're going to throw the word authentic in a lot. Okay, so here's another thing, Amy. I'm going to lob at you. (laughs) Okay. I have been told by men, bless their hearts, no one's stopping you from being a leader. Just be a leader. Uh, You can't see that I'm rolling my eyes right now. (laughs) She's actually making gagging faces. (sighs) You know, this is a tricky one because I absolutely believe that God makes a way for us. Yeah. So we don't have to come in like a bulldozer and plow. And like force our way and we have to make space. Yeah. But the uh, that uns, that that statement unsettles me <laughs> because so it's you like, can just show up. Yeah, you can just show up, and it's kind of like a 
be satisfied with what you have. Like it's a patronizing, stay in your corner, be satisfied. You can just be a leader there. Yeah. It's it, a little like and something there. So if our listeners are listening and thinking, but I know I'm gifted to preach and teach yeah. and no one's made space for me. Like what is that phrase saying? Just get up there on Sunday and hip check the pastor out of the way and preach? Like you actually can't do this. This no. is not actionable advice. I could go to the marketplace and move forward farther as yeah. a leader than I can in which, the church. Which also <laughs> is something. <laughs> I won't get on that track. <laughs> but I, no, yeah, I'll so, pull back on that. Yeah, good call. Look at us go not have that chip on our shoulder I'm and biting my tongue. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between humility and settling. Hmm. There's a difference between apathy and trusting God. So showing up everywhere you can and making yourself available while you keep yourself pure of bitterness mm-hmm. and resentment yeah. and the victim posture, because it's so easy to become a victim in our culture. You can be yeah. a victim for anything and you can certainly be a victim for being a woman. Yeah. You can be a victim for being a white male. Yeah. Like, let's just face it. There's a badge for you. Yeah. So we show up with our hearts tuned to obedience to God, mm-hmm. ready for opportunities yeah free of bitterness, full of humility. And guys, like, just let the Spirit work in your heart about your own attitudes, approaches. Ask yourself, have I made space for gifted women? Don't make space just to say you've made space for a woman. We hate that. That's no, patronizing do that. too. I don't even, yeah. don't even get me started. No. Qualifications matter. But who among you have you got an opportunity to raise up and mentor? Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid of the sexual aspect of it. Can we just, dare we go there, Amy? Are we going down that rabbit hole? Let's go down that rabbit go, girl. hole. Okay. The thing is, that is enough. If you see all women as a possible temptation, mm. Oops. Then, then you might want to look at your heart. Because in that case, it's Jesus is clear. We're brothers and sisters, right? Paul talks about that in 1 Timothy, where it's like, treat women, older women like your mother, treat younger women with all purity as if she is your sister. Mm -hmm. So it has to look different. It has Mm -hmm. to look different. And that's not like, be stupid. No. Or foolish. Don't be. Don't be. But nor is it, I have to keep so far away from women, lest something. Yeah. Because that makes women feel like crap, actually. Mm -hmm. If it's like, wow, all I am is a potential... temptation and a potential moral failure to a leader yeah this is such an equal opportunity thing to me for both men and women to examine their hearts ladies if you are honest before god have you used seduction to get where you Mm. want to go then deal with that that is a sin and men if you are so afraid of being tempted by a woman that you cannot function in this way get help yeah like this is what that was pretty blunt. There we go with yeah. a bit of a bulldozer, but I'm serious about it because all of this, either way, on either side, is part of the strategy of the enemy to disarm and disorient yep. the dangerous, beautiful, glorious power of the full image of God being represented in in any sphere of influence. We need it. So we can only cover so much in this podcast. Yeah. And it's we a- have dropped a lot of <laughs> bombs and various things. Any listeners want us to unpack something, feel yeah. free to write us a letter. Exactly. Get us <laughs> focused on a, diff- a topic. What's our email address, Amy? Further up and further in podcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page and direct message us from there. We'd really love to hear from you. We would. There's a resource that we both really love and can recommend to both men and women. Yep. 
It is called Developing Female Leaders by Katie, K-A-D-I, Cole. Great book for men and women. Loved it. She navigates things so well because she's not... She just navigates where it's like whatever type of church you're in, whatever type of theology, what does it look like to champion women regardless of your theological position? The gifts that they have, the place that they have. She gives good practical wisdom and strategy for men and women. So as Amy and I are closing this up, we're just like championing men and Mm, women to show up working together in a way that just is like powerful and dangerously We should be, as children of God filled with His Spirit, modeling this for everyone else, not just keeping, like, trying to keep up 30 years behind the rest of the world. So we're excited. We're passionate about what Jesus can do to raise us all up into the fullness of our gifts, because as we do that, we're all going to be leading others further up and further in. 